get it. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. Oh my gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. <laughs> no more straddling the fence. Either you with us or you against us. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. From Studio C. C-C-O-R-O. Yo, dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Hey, but today, little Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. America's police officers, keeping your neighborhood from getting burnt down. Pump up the music, Michael. It's an information party. An information party. Yay! We're all Because everything's so great. We're all gathered and talk about information and have a good time, maybe dance. Anybody want to dance? Yeah, put on some records. <laughs> so what was your general manager there? America's police officers. Keeping your neighborhood from being torched. And your business from being destroyed. Well, it's not working, so... we got to figure out what's going on there. Because businesses are being destroyed, or at least uh, smashed in up and down streets. For hours at a time. With no pushback. So we got to get that figured out. We got to get that figured out. I saw Trey Gowdy on uh, one of the Fox News channels saying, he said, I don't often quote Malcolm Malcolm X, but we need to restore order by any means necessary. Ooh. I would say you've got to do whatever it takes to stop people from destroying businesses. Yeah. Yep. Whatever it takes right. has to be done. There are a heck of a lot of misguided, self-righteous jackasses smashing stuff up. Plenty of righteous protesters who have a good cause, but a lot of lot of jerks. Excuse the strong language. Or smashing stuff up because of the, the bizarro attitudes their social professor taught them at the community cl- uh, college. What um what could happen? It's like the on the on the legitimate protesting side. I uh, I get that, and I I I would be happy to protest myself with uh, the people that wanted, for instance, those three. Idiots arrested yesterday that are now wearing orange jumpsuits who stood around and watched a guy murdered in the street. They are they're they're arrested yesterday, along with their buddy the murderer. But so when you are marching because you want that for that sort of justice. But now what what uh, what what does society demanding? Defund the police. Because I know. Um, Can you imagine? Well, that's yeah, that's an extreme view, but that is what some people want. But in general, what do people want? Because. Um, uh, Barack Obama invoked the 60s yesterday, and we'll play a little uh, Barack Obama's speech from yesterday, but he's talking about the 60s, and during the 60s, people wanted the Vietnam War to end, or the and or the draft to end. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty clear-cut goal there. And then to get people to stop, you'd have to do that. Right. Um, what, 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 does, what does a society do to stop this? Uh, more it's, police accountability. I mean, that's the sane... It's just, uh, it's just protesters, right? But it's just it's. Is there a particular law or anything like that? I mean, because you need a like a concrete action, I think. Right. Well, there there's a series of actions you could take. I mean, there is an answer to that question. But the problem is, if you if you restricted the protests and what's going on to the people who had a sane, reasonable set of demands and could articulate to them uh, them to you, that would be I don't know a fifth of the people in the streets, maybe a tenth. 
Yeah, I don't know. The rest of them just, they either like stealing and smashing stuff, or they have these bizarre notions of the way a society ought to run based on their Howard Zinn-loving idiot professors. Yeah, I was thinking about that about last night. I heard somebody in the street say something wacky uh, that's just not true, and I thought, that's from Howard Zinn. That you, you can't blame you. You went to a high school, and that's what they taught you in history from Howard Zinn's People's History of the United States, right. which, as we pointed out the other day, there's an article out this week about, and there's been many over the years, about how just completely full of crap that book was. But you can't, you can't blame people for being angry about what they were taught in school. Well, when their mommy and daddy sends them to these authority figures in high school and in college, and these authority figures indoctrinate them with the most horrific propaganda, yeah, you can't really blame the snowflakes in the streets. Anyway, And again, not talking about the folks who have a legitimate gripe about excessive force or whatever. I've just, <laughs> a friend sent a uh, a link to a, a, a Google video where a precious little snowflake in a very defiantly worded t-shirt is, uh, is, is crying and whimpering because a cop who is ar- arresting them in the most gentle fashion. I mean, when my mom had to wipe, you know, chocolate off my face. She was ten times as rough as this cop was. He was being so gentle, and this snowflake is just going to pieces. It's just, I'm sorry, I've got that stuck in my head. Um, I would like to take today through next Friday off till this is over. Okay. So I don't have to talk I'm about out. So Good night, everybody. Good it'll luck. be over by next Friday. Good luck, you Sean. You don't think it will be? No. No, Welcome I don't mean the, to the whole, Sean and Michael show. I don't mean the division in America and Trump's presidency and all that. I mean the uh, the rioting in the streets. You think that'll still be going on a week from now? I think there will be. Uh, I think protests will continue for mm-hmm. for a while. And and yeah, the rioting. I don't know. Um, there there from my view, there pretty clearly seems to be a a shift change when the sun goes down in these cities. And a lot of my favorite videos involve the protesters. You know. Making it clear, no, 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 we're not breaking windows here. And, you know, I saw the one that was going around yesterday. Some little skater punk was smashing windows with his skateboard, and protesters came up from behind, took it, and did the classic, what are you doing, dude? Right. And, right. and that guy, and he just kind of scampered off. They didn't even give him a skateboard They back. have to be more Like ma- a rat into the night. They have to be more mad about it than I am. Yeah. Because so I'm out here, I'm trying to accomplish something. This right. isn't easy, and you're making it impossible. Right. You're discrediting me. Right. And yeah. and us. We got a lot more on that. Uh, there, Let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I am doing great. Every morning when I drive on the highway, there's an electronic sign that tells me how to stop COVID-19. Sometimes exactly. it's, you know, stay six feet away or some sort of advice. I was just thinking how funny it would be if I could get into the message board and type in there, you know, shower with your pants on, help COVID-19. <laughs> how long will those signs on the highways last when you're driving through, in some cases, a county that has four cases and no deaths over the last several months? Right. How right. long do you, how long are those Stay signs? at home. No. Yeah. You, you right. stay at home. That's right. There is you a sign. You may have noticed I'm out reading this highway sign. That is actually right. I meant to take a picture of that. Uh, I was trying to uh, hold my phone on my uh, steering wheel so I could get the sign that says stay at home while I'm in a traffic jam. <laughs> that would be a good picture. That would be whimsical and ironic. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I, I had a thought uh, yesterday. I was curious on on your guys' opinion on this. We're not paying you to think. Uh, <laughs> good, because wow. I'm not doing it much. Wow. Um, the, um, a classic. The yes. uh, 
Should we be taking a similar stance to rioters and looters that this show advocates for school shooters? Um, when I, because I'm swimming in videos of protests and, and looting, uh, probably to an unhealthy amount, but I see both videos are floating around. But when I watch news, I see the violence. Is there, does the media have a responsibility not to amplify the violence and, and kind of show, hey, look, if you want to get on the news, this is what you have to do? Mm. Mm, that's an interesting thought. Uh, I'd have to noodle that one through for a while. The destruction has been incredibly widespread. I mean, there's a lot of it. You don't have to work hard to show it. Just last night, multiple cops shot and stabbed. So uh, I don't think anybody's overblowing it. But uh, do the media love violence? Of course. Right. Of course. Yeah. It's a difficult line to know when it's being crossed. I don't want anybody to pretend that there were no school shooters or anything like that. But the point at which it becomes violence porn, I don't know. Eye of the beholder, I guess. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is, how did it get to be Thursday, June 4th already, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin then, officially, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. I believe the evidence available to us now supports the stronger charge of second-degree murder. Second, arrest warrants were issued for former Minneapolis police officers J.A. King, Thomas Lane, and Tu Tau. Uh, we'll be talking about that. Also, um, Donald Trump's first Secretary of Defense wrote a big piece in the Atlantic that's getting a lot of attention. Glowing praise, as I've uh, understood it. But I like this from uh, this tweet I just saw from Donald Trump. Probably the only thing Barack and Obama and I have in common is that we both had the honor of firing Jim Mattis, the world's most overrated general. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I was hoping he'd take the criticism quietly and uh, with uh, dignity. Well, <laughs> not so much. Often I think let things lie. I would respond to this one, too, if I was president. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll have to get into that later. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's lovely. Are you kidding the people with opinions, thoughts, humor? And it looks like the NBA is coming back, and they got a plan and everything like that. Is your, t- is your city's team going to be playing and all? That's going to be exciting. I'm um, not watching. Because? Yeah. Got political reasons? Man. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, because gotcha, they, gotcha. they sacked uh, they sacked that uh, play-by-play guy. You're going to blame the whole NBA for that? Yes. Wow. Yes. I've disowned the whole league. Hmm. Wow. Yep. No way. Mavericks, um, Knicks, nope. Utah plays the Pelicans. The Mavericks Forget and the it. Knicks are not going to play in the playoffs. I'm, I question how much you've been following. <laughs> no, not in the playoffs, just playing. <laughs> I mean, I don't care what team it is, where in America. No way. Okay. Forget it. Of course, um, I said that about the NFL for an entire year. The minute my team was uh, playing well, I was right back like a junkie <laughs> on my hands and knees begging for a hit. Just give me one snap of the ball. Oh, just, just one snap. Just one out pattern. <laughs> Please. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. <sighs> I got. I just. You know, we really we ought to talk about not that specifically on the air, but just as a, of a piece. 
let people behind the curtains a little bit and discuss the uh, the state of American media right now and how there's 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 fear and angst running through just washing through the hallways as if you know we're on a, in the basement and there's a flood <laughs> I love my job. I don't want to be one of those people that have a great job and complain about it. I love my job, but it is more difficult to do now by far than it ever has been. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's just crazy. In terms of how do you how do you how do you respond to what I think r- r- most normal people are concerned about talking about feeling mm-hmm. on both sides? Right. Uh, how do you have any honest conversation about that without stepping on any of the landmines that will end your career? Right, and in cancel culture, it can be a single word, a single phrase, a single, uh, oh, I didn't know that. That's an excellent point. You've changed my mind. I agree with you. Nope, too late. Or how Your about, career is over. Or a how about this point of view. Right, God forbid you should ask a provocative question uh, during these troubled times. Uh, but we'll, you know, we'll be fine. Are you sure? Uh, No. Actually, no. (laughs) Because I'm not. not. I I suspect we'll be fine. Meanwhile, uh, to a large extent because of the COVID thing, the money people, and perhaps this uh, sounds familiar in your business, the money people are just terrified slash consumed with stress. And I don't know what you know about poo, but it tends to roll downhill. (laughs) And so... It Golly does? gee. What's that, Michael? It does. Oh, usually. Usually. Yep. Mailbag. Booker T. Washington with our freedom-loving quote of the day today. I will permit no man to narrow and degrade my soul by making me hate him. Wow. Good on you if you can pull that off. Yeah. It's a smart idea. Not easy. I'll bet there's a great Booker T. Washington biography out there I should read. Uh, love Tim Sandifer's book, uh, Frederick Douglass, Self-Made Man. Booker T and the MGs, the same thing or no, different thing? No, no, different Because I like fella. them. I Diff- like that, too. Different fella. Although, uh, good band there. Let's see. Jacob of Boise writes, uh, Guys, I had a glib thought. Figured you might be the only ones that care. Righteousness and certainty are not a vaccine against reality. It's pretty good. Why not? A little amateur... Uh, philosophy there here's a little uh well this is some uh, wisdom from andrew well played i will tell you that in advance with respect to the businesses are insured and property can be replaced justifications for rioting and looting the response should go something like this are you a homeowner yes do you have homeowners insurance or renters insurance yes of course okay fantastic I'll round up a group of people to come by tomorrow evening to ransack and rob your home. It's no big deal, right? You have insurance, and it's just property. You can replace that stuff. All good, right? Excellent. Well done, Andrew. Jack's hang... Take two. (laughs) Jack's hangover dream. I have answers. Okay. Writes Randy in beautiful and conservative Pendleton, Oregon. It means you're fearing loss. Oh, Lord. I, I woke up no, yesterday. No, no dream analysis. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was dreaming that I was at a party and drinking heavily, and then, uh, and then I woke up and I was so hungover, and I immediately thought, oh, my God, just why on a work night you can't do that? It's just because I was just, my head was pounding, my mouth was so dry. Oh. And then, like, you know, as I become more awake, I actually did feel hungover. Yeah, yeah. Having not had a drink. Well, listen to this from Randy and Pendleton. 
When I was in the sixth grade, I had a sleepover at my house. Four or five friends all sacked out in the living room during sleeping bags. During the night, I had a crazy dream that I was back in the Old West when my wagon train was attacked by Indians. Oh, dang it. We'd probably watched a John Wayne movie the night before. Uh, the dream was very vivid. It seemed to last quite a while. After a long battle, I tried to run to another wa- wagon and was shot in the leg with an arrow. I woke up screaming in pain. With an arrow in his leg. <laughs> I woke up screaming in pain, unzipped my sleeping bag, and found a three-inch sewing needle buried ah! in my thigh. Oh, my God. Yes. What? So it's your brain filling in what's happening to you with me, a story? Let me read on. As a 12-year-old, this boggled my mind. What the? How? Years later, I did a little research, discovered how fast the brain can come up with a dream to match real-world stimuli. I was obviously poked with a needle first. My brain went along, etc. We can all figure that out. By the way, I later found out my mom had been repairing my sleeping bag with needle and thread and left the needle in there. She said it was an accident, but I was a pretty ornery kid. (laughs) I know what I'll do. I dreamed I ate a pillow and I woke up and my marshmallows missing. Um, I don't don't think that's the way uh, that goes. So we don't know how long dreams are. Like that that whole party dream could have been like a second and a half, right? Uh, Yeah, as far as I know. I've heard different theories. Yeah. But I woke up, so I had a hang, I had a headache, and I was dehydrated, and my brain filled in the party. Right, exactly. To explain the feeling. Well, from bitter experience, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's not like I was unfamiliar with Didn't it. Didn't make it up out of nothing. I remember this. Armstrong and Getty. Have you ever heard this Booker T, his version of Hey Yeah? No. Remember that song that was a big hit? Uh, Summer of 2000. Shake it like a Polaroid yeah. picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. This is a fun song. What was the name of that combo? I remember Andre 30,000 was involved. <laughs> Andre 3,000 and Big Boy formed Outcast. Yeah. Outcast. Yeah. With a K. Clever. With a K. So, um... Nice. I didn't know Booker T was still kicking. This is awesome. I've never heard this before. He did a whole album of instrumentals. This is actually with the Drive-By Truckers. Oh, They're big fans of his. And this song like, is? This whole album is, yeah. Oh, my God. So they got a hold of him, and they did a whole bunch of instrumentals for some reason. Just, just like ask, on a lark. Because it's fun for them, probably. Fun, yeah, yeah. Heck, yeah. It's like playing music. I was yeah, going to ask cool if this tune. was Duck Dunn and Steve Cropper and somebody, but no. Uh, so anyway. Um, uh, you know, the COVID thing continues to be, uh, alive and well in the world in various places. And while I ain't gotten much around me, new cases are multiplying worldwide. Brazil is seeing as many deaths a day as the United States now as a much, much smaller country. They're how, seeing how same, many is a Brazilian? And we're having about eight, nine hundred a day on average. And it's growing fast in Brazil. So you've been talking for a while about how to keep an eye on South America for, uh, uh, the whole COVID thing. Have you mm-hmm. heard, heard the latest vaccine news that Fauci uh, shared yesterday? I have not. So we're going to start manufacturing doses of the vaccines way before we even know that the vaccine works. So that by the end of the year, we hopefully would have close to 100 million doses. So it isn't as if we're going to make the vaccine show it's effective. And then have to wait a ah, year that's a good idea. to rev up. 
I reported this a month ago. But so I was thinking, Fauci so, is behind the times. Somebody, somebody, give him a call and bring him up to speed. But they're not going to give it to people. They'll just have right. it on hand. If it turns out it works, then yeah. we've got it. If if it gets through, you know, two of the four stages and it's looking good, they're just going to crank up the uh, the machinery and, and make a bunch of it. And you know, if if it turns out in the final analysis not to be any good, I don't know. Give it to monkeys or something. I really or want dump an, it in the source. I really want the antibody test to see if I've already had it. <clears throat> I just I'm fascinated by that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, also in Egypt they've had a giant outbreak. So uh, the Middle East. Anyway, so that's that story. Uh, I thought this was pretty interesting in the Wall Street Journal. Everything is gone. Looting strikes a second blow to reeling businesses in minority neighborhoods. This is particularly in Philadelphia. The destruction came in waves the other night. The first one hit about 4 a.m. on Sunday when people smashed the glass door of a clothing store in this predominantly black neighborhood and made off with armfuls of merchandise. Predominantly black neighborhood, smashing up the stores in the name of helping black people in their fight against police brutality. Yeah. About 12 hours later, looters emptied out a corner pharmacy and set fire to the uniform shop next door. Several more businesses were victimized in the wee hours of Monday morning, including a jewelry store where thieves broke into a glass case and stole about $200,000 worth of jewelry. Mm. Wow, that's a, that's, a, that's a pretty big hit. By the time the roughly 24-hour spree was over, dozens of businesses in this half-mile stretch of 52nd Street in West Philadelphia were damaged, including a daycare, a tax preparation store, and a seller of hijabs. Buildings were boarded up. Decades of work was destroyed. Some owners were wiped out, unsure if they could make next month's rent. Businesses that had been gearing up for revival after weeks of being forced to close for the coronavirus were facing the prospect of months more before they could open their doors, if ever. Everything is gone, said Maleku Antone, the owner of a variety store in Paradise Gallery. There's a uh, dental clinic for uh, the poor that was completely destroyed in Chicago. I love that story. That's sarcasm. After dark, some people have wrecked and looted businesses, straining an already fragile U.S. economy. Vandalism and theft at many large retailers and high-end business districts and at stores ranging from Apple to Walmart are delaying efforts to restart an economy that lost 40 million jobs due to COVID. The damage to small businesses could be more devastating, potentially permanently closing many doors. How about that? That is absolutely amazing. I... I as I kept keep saying, I can't imagine how despondent you would be when you were on the verge of going under because the government made you shut your doors, and it's a little iffy whether that was a good idea. And then the government fails to stop rioters from finishing off your business. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. But kind of, it kind of makes you wonder why you'd pay to your taxes. Very depressing story. And that's uh, that's true in a lot of places around the country. Yeah, yeah. The anarchists are there. They need to be rounded up and, and jailed as quickly as possible. And the thieves are there, and the thieves don't much care who they thieve from. What bothers you more? I suppose this is a stupid question. It doesn't matter. But what bothers you more? The, like the anarchist types who have spent a lot of time thinking about this and read books and have a philosophy. I think it's a stupid philosophy, but they have a philosophy. Or the people that just like damage on a spur of the moment. I get to break something and take something. Like the last Kentucky Derby Jack, it's tough to pick a favorite. I, I suppose, don't know. I, I, hate, the, I can't stand them both. I suppose the ideology is more dangerous because you hope it doesn't spread and catch on among more highly educated people who buy into the freaking craziness of anarchy. Right, right. I, was, I don't know that much about anarchy. There's a, a great 
uh, still there last time I checked, anarchist, one of the oldest anarchist bookstores in America, right there uh, by Pike's Place Market in Seattle. Worth stopping in if you're ever in the area. It's amazing. Filled with books written by a number of people that have lived in that area uh, who full-on believe in anarchy. I just, I've never understood it. Of course, I've never understood how you think Marxism is going to work. But I understand how you think anarchy is going to actually work. It is profound naivete uh, married with uh, militance, which is a uh, a bad uh... Bad combination. But anyway, I hate smart people who buy into ridiculous ideologies. But then also, just you're you're given into like a two year old's human nature of just knocking something over and taking something because you want it. Right. By the time your kid's five, you hope you've talked them out of it. Yeah. You know, doing that sort of thing. I mean, it's, it's even younger than that. Yeah, you know, I'm going to get this out of my system because I'm incredibly preoccupied with it. A uh, a, a a relative of mine, donated to a bail fund for uh, protesters in a city that is famously way too tolerant of violent protest. And it really bothers me. We got this note from Al Anonymous. Mentions he's a longtime member of a fairly famous internet forum, many sub-forums. I rarely venture into the political ones. I mainly stick to the subforums that stick to my hobbies and interests. I want my internet time to be fun and interesting, not infuriating. Life is far too short for that. I don't blame you for that one. You know, number one, we should probably read that like every segment for the next two weeks and, and because I love that thought. That is good. You know, I was watching YouTube videos. It's not his point, but it's, it's great. I was watching YouTube videos of guitar lessons last night. <clears throat> I didn't, I didn't end up angry after that. Like right. earlier when I was watching YouTube videos of people smashing stuff. Yeah, it's funny. I did exactly the same thing. When I became so full of stress from the news, I went to music stuff, but. Uh, a few days ago, at the height of the rioting, I had the misfortune of coming across one particular thread, though, for getting bail to protesters. I already knew the answer, but posted a question. Was the bail money, through many posted links, intended for protesters or for all the looters, rioters, and vandals? While nobody gave me a straight answer, I did get to be called things that would make a sailor blush. The lack of any kind of straight answer while being told to F off in several different ways was very telling. The more intelligent of the crowd told me how I clearly didn't know some of the very basic facts, yet never acknowledged my original question. Oh, so the Antifa tactics that have been expanded to post-arrest now, not merely setting up brick pallets for the useful idiots, I would assume there's also a crowd-sharing websites for lawyer representation as well. Uh, Yeah, and I was uh, thinking of conveying those very thoughts to this relative of mine who has made me very unhappy. Um, But I figure probably I'll let it lie till things calm down a bit. One of the few things I learned in my years of parenting Best to calm down and consider how to convey the message. <clears throat> I uh, Did you see the secretary of, uh, what's DHS, Department of Homeland Security? Mm-hmm. Yesterday talking about the, you were talking about the pallets of bricks, about how I did. across America there are people uh, yeah, organizing during the day, like hiding weapons and bricks and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then they come out at night and use them, and they, it still seems to, to be uh, a little up in the air who it is and how they're doing it and what's going on there, but... I hope that gets figured out by journalists or a documentary filmmaker or someone. Right. Well, it's it, fascinating. It's widely known and indisputable that your Antifa types and their friends are involved in this. But because the Internet has to do this, now there are, and I saw this pretty pretty well documented, now there are white supremacist groups 
fake posting as radical leftist groups to discredit them in the way that the Russians, and hell, half of it could be the Russians again or, or, or Chinese or whatever, in the way that the Russians would uh, post incendiary uh, you know, uh, Facebook posts and tweets and the rest of it about whatever incident on both sides. And so you don't know what's true. You don't know what's not. Uh, yeah. You don't know if it's the reverse or the double reverse. Speaking of Drew Brees, yeah, we'll get to that eventually. Maybe the old triple reverse. Oh, no, no. Too many reverses. Yeah, they're, they're funding both the extreme left and the extreme right because that's right. their playbook. Right, exactly. So. The double reverse halfback pass. Oh, the trickery. Love it. Missed the NFL, but even though I swore I'd never watch again <laughs> but at the, one point. There's clearly some pretty good organization going on nationwide about getting to your local construction site and uh, stealing stuff from there and then placing it in these various places. Mm-hmm. There's There's got to be you know, some dispersing of information. How is that not um, infiltrated by, by, by someone, FBI, DHS, or whatever? Uh, Are they uh, using some sort of encrypted uh, yes. dark web well, Not partly Bit- that Bitcoin conversation, or what? partly that, and partly it's structured after various "quote unquote" resistance movements through history. You don't have central command; you have the dissemination of of information and how tos and that sort of thing. But uh, you know, no names, and, and there aren't big meetings or anything like that. But everybody's more or less on the same playbook. Hmm. Loose affiliations. Anyway, we got. You don't want to know the n- name of the leader in the next town. We uh, we have to get to you on to talk about the Drew Brees story. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. he uh, expressed his feelings about kneeling during the national anthem and what the flag means and the rest of it. He's a and, quarterback in the National Football League. Yeah, sorry. He's one of the great quarterbacks of all time in the National Football League. What, what race is he? That's important. Uh, to the he's story. a white fellow. He's a white guy? Yes. Yes. And that makes all the difference in America. Okay. Um, so uh, what he said and the response to it, ah, uh, <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, and and stuff unrelated to issues that make everybody angry as well. I have collected some that I'm, answer that, some things that answer that description. I've got how... So uh, my head doesn't explode. I've Never got, mind yours. I'm worried about my own. I've got the growing popularity of meat vending machines. That's oh, a good story. come on now. You need a pork chop, you just go right to it. Stick a couple of quarters. <laughs> who, who doesn't love that idea? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, most minority-owned businesses do not have insurance against writing and that sort of thing, according to the Wall Street Journal. More from that article later, because it's pretty interesting. Yeah, indeed. So Drew Brees is one of the great NFL quarterbacks of all time. A place for the New Orleans Saints has his entire career, hasn't he? Right? No, he was a San Diego Charger first. Oh, of course he was. What the heck? Yeah. <clears throat> He's been with the uh, Saints for so long. Uh, but anyway, good trade. He was talking to Yahoo Finance for some reason. Uh, Yahoo Finance comes to my door. I'm going to send them packing. But he was talking about uh, a variety of protests in the whole uh, kneeling during the anthem thing. Let's just play a cut 49. Well, I, I will I will never agree with anybody um disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let me let me just tell you what I see or what I feel 
when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s and everyone and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better. And that we are all part of the solution. Well, as you might guess, having heard that, that horrific, insensitive, terrible point of view cannot even be spoken out loud. And he has been forced to apologize for his comments. Really? Yes. It, did he? Is I he going up. to? He did. He did apologize I for gave that. up. He got hammered by LeBron James, his own teammate Michael Thomas, and many others. Hammered. In a statement posted to his Instagram account, uh, Breeze said his comments were insensitive and completely missed the mark on the issues we are facing right now as a country. I would like to apologize to my friends, teammates, the city of New Orleans, but not San Diego, the black community, NFL community, and anyone I hurt with my comments yesterday. In speaking with some of you, it breaks my heart to know the pain I have caused. That point of view he expressed is not acceptable and cannot be spoken if you want to keep your job. Keep that in mind, folks, in the land of the free. Stephen Jackson, NBA star, former NBA star, uh, who is friends with poor George Floyd of Minneapolis, interestingly enough, was on CNN well, this morning. that's a random thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, said uh, said a couple of things on CNN. Clip 51, please. As intelligent as Drew Brees is, how is he still that naive? Like, all that's going on, all the protests, and you still don't understand why Kaepernick Neal has nothing to do with the flag. Like, I don't, like, Drew, Drew Brees is an intelligent guy, but he looked real retarded by saying that. The time is sensitive, Okay. You, you, you can't say that right now. That's that's the equivalent to me saying when JFK got killed, that's the equivalent to me saying, well, he wasn't black, so I don't care. Uh, it's the same thing. Time to bring down Steven Jackson and end his career, if he has a career. I don't know what he does for a living these days. He's retired. I don't right, know. exactly. For uh, saying uh, Drew Brees is retarded. Let's cancel him now, and he will oh, never right. be heard that's from right. again. That's right. The, yeah, Activists, can... where are you? You okay with this? You okay with Steven Jackson saying that? Disrespecting developmentally disabled people? Is that the term you're supposed to use now? I'm not sure. All over the... We must be canceled! Where does this end? Uh, no, and, we're good. And then, and then he went on to say this. If you're not with us, if you're not standing on, on the side of right, then obviously you are the problem, or you are part of the problem. There's no more straddling offense. We can't accept that. No more straddling the fence. Either you with us or you against us. And obviously, by his comment, he's not with us. But I love the fact that his teammates stood up and spoke because they know him best. 
But we can't take, we're not tolerating for that no more. You do with us or against us. So in him saying, we're all in this together, we need to help each other, et cetera, but he dis- he wants to go about it in a slightly different way than you do or has a different point of view, he must be canceled and, 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 and shouted down and, and forced on his knees to apologize. Okay. I just, I, I got no answers for any of this anymore. I just, no, I, got, no, I got no answers. Neither does anybody and, else. And when you're in talk radio, you're supposed to have a very clear answer. This is how you fix it, and this is which is what side is right. And they're right and they're wrong. But I got no answers anymore. I just got, I got nothing. Well, I need to make a, uh, a confession. I am a liar. I lied to you only yesterday on the air. I didn't know I was lying at the time, but no, it was. Oh, that's what he says now, but he might be lying now. It was, <laughs> I probably am. It was misleading. I told you yesterday that a little piece of information I gave you would be the last time I brought up Tiger King on the air. <laughs> oh, jeez. But this, You've switched subjects, this I see. new thing. <laughs> well, yeah, I, okay. can't, I can't go on and on about the other thing. My, okay. my head will explode and my heart will, I don't know what a heart's do. It'll just stop. Anyway, uh, this it was it's too good. There's a new it, Tiger King it wrinkle. It is too well. It's not not Joe Exotic. It's Sean. The new development is about another character in the show, Carol Bass. That's <laughs> the one. That's it. And again, it is too good to pass up. And we'll look at some of these businesses destroyed by the rioting, some of the numbers behind the numbers. Uh, come on, society, what the hell are we doing here? Armstrong and Getty.